Welcome to this edition of the Not So Common Podcast. I'm Pat Contry. This is the post-Christmas, post-moving edition. Although when you move, it's almost never a definitive cut. It's sort of gradual and in pieces. So right after I record this, I'll be going back to the condo and emptying more boxes of garbage and Tupperware from the kitchen and stuff from the balcony and old Atari controllers and things of that nature. But how's everyone doing? I hope you had a nice holiday. (laughs) This is closing out 2017. What a year it's been. First and foremost, I want to thank each and every one of you out there listening to this. Because if you're listening to this, that means you followed my work in some form or another, I guess. And by you doing that, it's made this a very good year for me. And it's allowed me the opportunity and the privilege of, you know, buying my first house. Uh, I don't say as if I'm going to buy more, but I mean my first home, like my first house. I mean, I bought, you know, a condo, but a condo is kind of just like a glorified apartment. But anyway, but thank you so much for supporting, you know, the YouTube channel, the two podcasts, a certain NES guidebook, uh, charitable, charitable events like the NES marathon, you know, and uh, yeah, hopefully 2018 will be a great year as well if you hear any sounds going on in terms of construction that's not this house although there is construction still going on uh, in the in the house which will probably go on for another few weeks but that's someone across the street getting uh construction done uh right now i don't know what they're doing they're building like a moat in the front lawn something really weird they're using buzz saws and uh, i don't know some giant uh bulldozer i don't know what they're doing anyway but this is a nice quiet neighborhood workmen outside notwithstanding. So I hope you had a nice Christmas holiday season. 2018 is a year for rebirth and renewal. And with that, uh, you will probably have some resolutions. I'm not sure what. I probably want to drink more green tea. I think I said that last year. didn't get around to it. I should be drinking green tea at least a few days a week. Not to turn this into a, you know, a (laughs) holistic mind and body podcast. I'm not going to try to sell you, uh, fake mind pills like Alex Jones does and his shills. But uh, no, I'm not saying that. But green tea, you know, it evens me out. It makes me feel a little bit better. It gives me a little pep. Uh, I like green tea. I'll start having a, a CU podcast green tea with Ian. We'll start promoting that now. But uh, yeah, I surprisingly, I got a I got a package in the mail. Speaking of, of pick-me-ups from, from James Rolfe, it seems like uh, someone working at Power Bar... Heard the throwaway, jo- throwaway joke, throwaway, the throwaway joke from last year uh, during the charity nerd episode, where uh, they mentioned power bars. James mentioned power bars as the nerd, and so someone from Power Bar saw that and sent. They sent James a whole lot. I know that because James sent me a portion then of what he received, which was like I don't know forty pounds of power bars. So thanks to Power Bar out there, if you're listening, I'm set with, you know, snacks for a while. I can throw them in the car, in a backpack. This isn't free advertisement, but thanks for sending sending those along. So that's good. Moving has been a trip. Uh, it, I, it was totally draining last week. I'm recording this on the 29th, so the week of the, that would have been, what, the week of the 20th, or week of the 18th, or 17th. It consisted of me... Doing the podcast, editing the podcast, trying to start to pack, finishing the stadium events video, which thanks if you if you're out there if you've watched it and enjoyed it. I put a lot of time and effort into that uh, video. The most the most amount of 
research I've ever done on a video. Spoke to multiple people, try to get some inside juice, if if you will, uh, on what's going on with Steam events, that that beloved game. And I, I hope it came out well. I'm, I'm proud of that video. I'm not proud of the amount of views so far versus the amount of time I put in. But hey, that's the danger of, of doing a, a video that might take you months of research and writing and eventually shooting and editing. Is that you know sometimes you don't get the views back to justify it, and that's the danger. And that's why YouTube is not really for that sort of content overall. It's tough. It's tough to work uh, you know 80 hours on a video and then you make back the equivalent of a door knocking. Okay, I'll be right back here. Give me a second. Okay, I'm back. When you first move, you have to watch out, I guess. Not watch out for, but be aware of the inundation of packages being delivered. So just today, I had delivered my toaster. I needed a new toaster. And I also had giant shrink wrap delivered so I can wrap up some stuff back in my old condo. And then just this second, I received two huge packages (laughs) So I just received a stainless steel garbage can, the nicest garbage can I ever owned. I felt like I had to invest in a nice garbage can or else my girlfriend would kill me. She wants this kitchen to stay pristine here. And then I also had delivered, I think I had delivered my temporary shades. I got to open that other box. But there's there's just a lot of stuff around here now that I, just so many just boxes I have to recycle. <laughs> I'm so used to throwing them in a dumpster. Anyway, what was I saying? Okay, so the NES Punk video is out. And hopefully you guys enjoy that. And then we'll see some more of the NES Punk in 2018. When again, I'm not sure. I have to get my bearings here. I have to establish the new podcasting area. I got to you know get this game room up to speed that I'm currently recording in right now. I've had some work done. I had some new LED lights installed. I had a wall torn down to make more room for everything. I got to order uh, probably three or four more game shelves. Here as well, so there's there's some stuff to get done, for sure. There's 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 fun to be had and stuff to get done here. <laughs> you know, it's deciding if I want to really get an extra shelf to display my Commodore 64 and Atari 2600 games. Is that really necessary or not? That's sort of the conversation I have with myself. Yeah, you know, I can display all my Sega games and and Nintendo system stuff, but uh, before pre NES, I'm not sure. But that's the conversation. I'm having uh, with myself right now. So this will be a, not a shorter podcast, but, you know, well, they're all a little bit shorter than the CU podcast, but especially when I'm rambling by myself. But that's that's the plan. The plan for 2018 is to sort of uh, relax a bit, work smarter. I worked kind of hard the past couple of years. I'd like to work smarter. I'll still be doing stuff. I'll still be putting out you know, a Super Nintendo book. I'll be doing a Kickstarter in 2018. I'll have the podcast going still. I'm going to start going on Twitch more once I have everything up and running here again. Once I figure out how to put together my uh, computer desk, that would be nice. There's an attachment where I'm like, oh, I'm missing the screws for this. Hopefully I don't have to throw out my current desk and get a new one for a couple of screws. Got to find the instruction manual to find the parts for it. Anyway, so th- that's what's been going on. The place is a disaster area. This is first world pat problems, but... It is what it is right now in terms of, you know, work-life balancing. Hopefully, I'll get back to the gym soon so I can work off the pasta and pastry pudge of the last week. (laughs) Oh, man. I think I just dropped the garbage can on my ankle and almost broke it, too, while I was putting that stainless steel garbage can up there. So, that's what's happening in in my life right now. Uh, I, I like 
everyone out there and wish you all a merry 2018. Hope you have success. Hope you're, you're healthy and happy and you strive towards your goals and your dreams. You work hard. Uh, working hard, it's not always its own reward, but you feel better about yourself if you work hard. And if you have some goals to achieve, usually working hard will work a lot better for you than not working hard. <laughs> effort is usually overall better than little effort, putting some sort of effort in in there, uh, for sure. Uh, man, so so this is a trip. Being in an empty house is a trip. Wondering what the hell I just did and the mortgage I just took on is a trip, but uh, no risk, no reward is the saying as it goes. Oh, by the way, I'll be at SoCal Retro Gaming Expo January 20th and 21st. Go to SoCalRetroGamingExpo.com for more information and tickets. Use uh, promo code CUPODCAST. I think that works. Or PAT. I think it's CU, whatever. PAT or CU Podcast or both. And that'll save you, I think, 10% on tickets there. And it'll show your support for me. Again, go to SoCalRetroGamingExpo.com. James Rolfe's going to be there. Norm the Gaming Historian. Uh, Billy and Jay the Game Chasers. The voice, of, the voice of Zelda from Breath of the Wild. And other guests. Uh, Best Friends Play is going to be there. Gerard and Alex will be there. Completionist and Alex Fasciani. So, fun times. What else is going on? Oh, speaking of working hard, it's also the best revenge against people. As, as I've gotten into my middle age years on YouTube and on online content creation, the number of people that have come after me and sniped after me has multiplied. And sometimes you want to get upset when you see someone, you call your names or in a video or do something about you. And yeah, it is tempting to just you know, go all dramatic and go after them, especially when when they stand in front of you, they're cowards and don't say a single word to you. And then in a video, they start calling you names, which is fun. But I'll deal with that personally. You guys won't probably hear about that, but they'll have fun when they have to see me. <laughs> that aside, uh, working hard and success is the best revenge, especially against petty people or people that don't respect you or people that think you can't achieve anything or people that think you'll never amount to anything or people that think that you're nothing but failure. Prove them wrong. Prove them dead wrong. Work hard. Achieve things. You know, I remember I had a a falling out um, when I wanted to move out to California. It was actually my sister we had a falling out. She she thought what I, was, what I was doing was reckless and stupid, buying a condo with basically almost all my remaining money for the down payment that I had in my bank account was going towards you know a condo. And this was after the housing crash. Prices went down. I was able to afford a condo. And she said, "You think you know what you're doing? You never you, th- you think that you can't make a mistake?" And it's not about that. It's just at some point you have to just based upon all the data make a calculated risk and. My calculated risk was moving across the country and getting the hell away from, uh, you know, my awful New Jersey life. So I did it. And it turned out well. And now hopefully buying a house will turn out well for me as well. But it's, it's not something I hadn't thought about. But the point is this, is that, and this isn't against my sister personally, but whoever doubts you, the, the be, again, the best sort of vindication for yourself is to prove them wrong by being successful and to achieve what you set out to do. It's easy to say you're going to go
go out and do something, whether it's get a new job, lose 20 pounds, uh, I don't know, treat someone in your life better, maybe you misbehaved, I want to save uh, to pay off my pay down my debt, I want to do better not blowing my money on old NES games. <laughs> Whatever goal you set out to do, and I know a lot of people make New Year's re- resolutions, you'll see the first week of January, the gym will be packed. Always packed the first couple of weeks of January. The gym is packed. But then it, those people that showed up, gradually, they're gone. It's no longer as busy by early February. So it's great to have goals and to try to achieve them. But you have to, if you don't stick with them, there's no point in really creating goals unless you strive to them. That's not to say if, if, you, if you strive for, to, to do a goal and after you've done every sort of – you, you've, you've exhausted every possibility towards achieving those ends, you can always say, okay, maybe this isn't just working out. But you have to at least put the effort in. You have to at least be honest with yourself and say to yourself, okay, have I set out properly to achieve the goal I set out to do? Have I laid out steps that are in order that I think I can achieve little by little, small steps to achieve what I'm determined to change about my life or to, you know, pay off my student loans, save up for my uh, first used car, whatever it may be. Quit smoking, quit alcohol, uh, quit porn. What what are you crazy? No, you don't want to quit that. (laughs) Well, some people have an addiction like anything else. You know, maybe I play... Maybe I'm playing too many video games and I play a couple hours less a day. Maybe I take up reading. You know, maybe I start reading a book. Or something I have to do. That's the goal I have to set is to read more since I haven't done it in a couple of years. Uh, read books, not just, you know, Twitter feeds. So just make sure that you put in your best effort in doing that. And if you do, I can't guarantee everything because I don't know what your personal goal is. But at least you'll feel better about yourself that you try to do it. And you aren't disappointing yourself because you gave it up after a small amount of time or because you half-assed it. My grandfather says, don't don't half-ass it if you're not going to try. Just don't do it at all then. So there you have it. When did this turn into a fucking life coaching podcast? I don't know. I don't know. But again, the best best revenge against your haters or people that doubt you is, is success. And they can go back to their shallow, meaningless lives. Trying to cut you down. Because they'll because your achievements and success is only then holding up a mirror to their own inadequacies and their own shortcomings and failures. So that's the best revenge. And plus, you know, it's nice then you can save up and buy yourself an extra uh, uh, Orange Julius every week. What? Does anyone buy Orange Julius anymore? I think I've had an Orange Julius now that I think about it. <laughs> I don't think I've had one. So so that was my 2017. Uh, and I have, you know, I got the documentary. It'll be out the end of 2018, hopefully. And there's other stuff going on. I'm, there's a there's a business thing that's kind of brewing that'll hopefully come around. And uh, yeah, I'll keep myself. I'll keep myself busy. For sure. For sure. I'll keep myself busy there. Let's go to some uh, not so common uh, Twitter questions. And uh, we'll get to that. Oh, by the way, I forgot to bring up this. I'm tired of hearing about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And I knew about Bitcoin like six, seven years ago. 
I knew about it when I was in New Jersey, I think. Like way back when I first started, I was hearing about it. I was like, oh, that's kind of strange, but okay, we'll see what happens. So it goes for me like not thinking about Bitcoin at all. And I mean like hearing about it and learning about it through my sister's ex-husband. So I learned about it from the very start when it was worthless, um, just about. Like, oh, that's a cool concept. I kind of understand it, but not really, but okay. Some people are using it, some sort of just techie nerds. It goes from that in the late aughts, you know, to now it's every fucking person is talking about it. Now it's the new digital beanie baby. And yes, I would call it that because currently it's just a digital trinket that's, uh, you, it's, it's hard to sell and you can't use it as cash. It's just as useful if I try to buy a lottery ticket with the beanie baby. I walk into my local liquor store and say, hey. Hey, take this stuffed pink bear and they'll look at me and throw it back in my face. Well, it's the same thing with cryptocurrency right now. In, in theory, it's worth money. In theory, it's an investment, I guess, if you can cash it out easily and not have to worry about ridiculous transaction fees. And by the way, by the way, there's something called capital gains tax and short-term capital, capital uh, gains tax, which sucks. So just think about you know, if you invested in Bitcoin, and I know most people that talk about investing in Bitcoin online and saying, oh, it's going up, it's going to go to the moon, probably don't have a huge amount invested. They probably have a thousand bucks, a couple thousand. And so whatever profit they're getting is going to be cut by like 20 or 30% transaction fees or whatever it is. And then the capital gains tax will cut off another 25% or so, 30%, especially if it's short term, which means less than a year between buying and selling. So whenever you see these people saying they're making a ton of money, they're pumping up the market. And more idiots are jumping in. And the value of cryptocurrency is only worth what people think it is. So it's a little bit different because when you're buying a stock or a commodity that's physical, it's directly linked to something. So if I'm buying gold, I'm buying an amount of gold in theory that could be utilized for something. When I'm buying stock, I'm buying really a part ownership of a company publicly. A very small public ownership but there it is i own a certain percentage of the profits if that company's profitable with cryptocurrency you're buying a theoretical currency that might exist and be used widespread in the future but for now it's just a shell game of people buying and selling buying low selling high Uh, people come in and pump the price up so just be very careful i'm just going to say this and these are the people that i see even my twitter feed saying I'm buying this type of uh, cryptocurrency or another type of cryptocurrency. If you can't explain to yourself or to others what cryptocurrency is, how it works with the blockchaining, if you can't explain that to yourself, please don't invest in it. Don't invest in something that you do not have the technological know-how to even uh, explain to someone else or even yourself. Don't invest in stuff you don't know is what I always said. I mean, I dabbled in stocks. I'm not going to be the first to pretend I'm a stock market expert. I did okay in my mid-20s when I had expendable income. You know, I, I, I bought a couple of stocks that were really good winners. Like one was, a, a, I think, a water company. It was like a company, a water purifying company that got bought by like uh, General Electric. So they did a payout for all the stocks. And I didn't have a huge amount. But if I, had, if I had invested a huge amount, obviously I would have made a lot more. But you're talking about a 25-year-old Pat here with not a lot of money to spare. But I could kind of understand the companies I was investing in at that time. But, I, I, but, but hey, I felt the 
the you know, I saw spam marketing for some penny stocks. I got in a few penny stocks and I got burnt. I I didn't, I didn't lose thousands, but I lost maybe a, a multiple several hundreds of dollars on a couple of stocks because oh, you know, this seems like a pretty cool company. It's worth, you know, it's worth 25 cents. And what if it goes to 50 cents? I'm going to double my money. What if it goes to two cents and you lose it all? Which is basically what happened on a couple of stocks. And and now when I see on the Twitter feed or I see people discussing cryptocurrency, Bitcoin rising up and down, you see so many scammers and people trying to push their own cryptocurrency or their own blockchaining uh, technology or their own Bitcoin cash wallet to sign up for. Sign up for this website and get a free bonus. It's It so reeks of the dot-com bubble in terms of just people trying to get in quickly, make their money, and get out. And yes, there were a couple of tech stocks that actually lasted. Yeah, but like 1% lasted. It's like, oh yeah, what if you invested in Google or Amazon? Yeah, you did okay. You know why? Those were real companies that were doing well at the time. And like, for example, Amazon's like, wow, this is going to be the future. Google, well, this is going to be something. But what about pets.com? You know, people lost everything on stocks like that. <laughs> Remember seeing those Super Bowl commercials back in the late 90s and like 2000? Remember seeing all these weird-ass websites blow millions of dollars on Super Bowl commercials just to pump their stock up? And then they were gone and dead within a year after that. When the bubble burst. I'm not saying there's total parallels with cryptocurrency, but there's a decent amount. And one of them being people investing in something they have no idea how it works. And back then it was the it was the uh, tech stocks and putting in tons of money and buying tons of stock in companies that showed no profit, that were just showing losses and just spending money out of control. And people were like, oh, this is going to go on forever. My stock's going to go up and up and up. But you see, someone's going to lose. So if you're sitting there thinking that, oh, Bitcoin, it's going to go to $100,000. The only way it gets there is if the people get out that bought low and then the, the next idiot coming along buys it higher and higher and higher. And eventually, you have just as many winners and losers when it comes to stocks like that. So make sure, I implore you to do your research. Be very careful when you are investing in cryptocurrency. You can't even call it currency because you can't use it anywhere, really. I want to hear there's like 100 ATM somewhere where you can magically get cash out for your cryptocurrency. You can't, if you can't buy a stick of gum with it, if you can't buy gas at a gas station with it, it ain't currency. If you can't go to a, a bank and get it transferred another type of currency, it ain't currency. If it takes you a week to get your money out from it, it's not currency. It's something else. At least with stocks, you can liquefy stocks almost immediately. Get your money out. You can't do that with cryptocurrency. At least with Bitcoin, you can't. So, and it's only going to get harder the, harder the more Bitcoin's mined. That's the way it works, the system. The decentralization of how, the, their, their, how it's processed, the payments. That's, that's what this is based on. Without going into specifics that I barely understand. Hence why I'm not putting any money into it. So, do your research. Invest only the money. Treat it like gambling. Invest only the money that you can afford to lose. Therefore, if you get killed, you won't be out of a mortgage. I saw someone online say that they put out like a second mortgage in order to fucking buy Bitcoin. I'm like, that sounds smart. Holy shit. Are you nuts? 
Pets.com all over again. Pets.com stock. Wow. Wow. Be careful. Invest in a, in a local business that you might understand. Buy some fucking land because that's always the most surefire investment is land. Because land you always need. It's a limited commodity. Can't create more of it easily. <laughs> and uh, people always want land to build shit and live and to have businesses. Land's good. Precious metals. Why not? So yeah, maybe maybe cryptocurrency becomes sort of a digital gold maybe. I can see it being that sort of, sort of digital commodity that you can't use for anything else besides holding some technical value. You know, don't don't come at me saying stocks is, is the same thing. It's not. Like again, stock is a partial ownership of a company and in theory you get that proportion of profits back out. So it's not. The, 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 the stocks is actually something tangible. That you can they can print out a certificate and say, "Oh, I own point zero 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 one percent of a company." Yay! With, with, with cryptocurrency, what do you own? I don't know. No one does. Oh, my ankle's bleeding. That's probably not good. So there you have it. There's Pat's. Uh, yeah, I dropped my trash can on my ankle before. I didn't think it started bleeding, but it did. Man, it's painful. So there you have it. There's Pat's uh, life advice slash investment guide moment of the podcast. I don't know what the hell's going on, but it's it just scares me because. Already you've seen, you know, evidence of cryptocurrency insider trading and people putting out false information uh, saying that, oh, well, this company is going to start using our, our, our Bitcoin cash or whatever. And it's all bullshit. And it, it just pumps up these, these uh, cryptocurrencies and people get in and then the smart people get the hell out. And then the dumb people come in and they're taken for a ride. And you see so much spam and misinformation. It's just dangerous stuff that's not really regulated at all. This is all you have to know about it. Steam used to accept Bitcoin. They stopped. Digital, one of the biggest digital marketplaces, especially for games. Steam said, you know what? This is too unstable for us. And if currency is treated like a fucking tech stock and balances up and down too much, retailers don't want that. Because if they accept $100 worth of it today and tomorrow is worth, worth 50 bucks, they're screwed. So businesses don't want to deal with that. Businesses that are doing lots of trade volume, lots of money. So Steam said, fuck that, we're out. And when I see that, that doesn't bode well at all, at least for that form of cryptocurrency. It doesn't bode well if some company says, whoa, wait a second here. This is not predictable. I don't know what's going to happen if this is going to go belly up. Or again, if we make $1,000 uh, by the start of the transaction, by the end of the transaction, because remember, it takes, a, uh, takes some time to process you know, these Bitcoin transactions. And by the time it goes finally through, maybe that $1,000 transaction, now it's worth a lot less. It's just, there's so many variables with this. So there you go. I'm going to go clean off my bloody ankle and come back and do some Q&A off of Twitter. <laughs> All right. So I have some questions here at my bloodied ankle. I think it's, unfortunately, I like took everything off down to the bone almost. It's scraped. I'm not some sort of superhuman. I felt it, but I thought it would just be like, ah, it's just like a bad rash. No, it's like scrapey blood type. It'll be okay. I probably won't die from it in infection. Probably. If so, well, this is the last time you hear me talk. All right. This is from at Vacane Possible. Although you've achieved an enviable level of success with YouTube. Thank you so much. Is it enviable? I guess so. Do you have any YouTube role models? Any non-YouTube ones? Do people of all ages need role models and people to look up to? Or is that a need that fades with time, age, and maturity? Interesting question. 
I've always said that, especially when you're young, you need a nice role model. And what is a role model? It's someone, it's someone who you model your behavior after. Someone you look up to and say, hey, I should be like that. I should behave like that person does. They are someone I think I can respect for who they are, what they do. So I should try to do that. And that's what a role model is to simplify it. A lot of us have role models. We grow up, our parents are supposed to be role models. Doesn't always work, unfortunately. But if not, if you have a pastor member, someone in church, teachers can be great role models, a coach can be a fantastic role model. You know, people around you that interact with. I don't think celebrities should be role models to people necessarily. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing, but I would prefer someone that you interact with regularly and give you personal advice. But I can understand why celebrities could be role models. You see them all the time. They have a, a level of success you wish to have. You, fi- you figure, oh, I can act like them and achieve some sort of success. Eh, not always. With celebrity, it can be due to luck or being in the right place at the right time, opportunity. But I'm getting off topic here. So do people of all ages need role models? I'll, I'll, I'll break this down. So do I have any YouTube role models? Uh, there are YouTubers that I respect for sure. There are ones that work hard. One of the hardest working ones. A couple. I'm, I'm usually friends with the harder working ones because that's what I identify with myself. I, I consider myself a fairly hard worker. Um, so people like Andre Meadows, uh, Gerard Khalil, they are incredibly hard workers. They respect their craft so much they think about every decision that they that goes into their business and their brand and i don't envy the fact that you know maybe they don't take off as much as they should but i'm in the same position take a vacation um so i don't know if that's a role model but i definitely respect them for what they do and what they've accomplished but the same with any sort of any person that's made youtube or content creation a full-time job it's not easy takes a lot of dedication, get an opportunity, hard work, discipline, good decision-making. It all goes into that. It's a little bit of wisdom, <clears throat> excuse me, involved. Um, do people of all ages need role models? That's a tough question. I think if you're, if you're still on your, your path of bettering yourself or your path of finding out who you are, what you want to be, then of course you still should have a role model. You should have some sort of direction. You don't want to be a rudderless personality, you know, someone in your 30s and 40s. If you've achieved that level of self-fulfillment, then obviously you don't need a role model or someone to necessarily look up to. But that, that can be two different things. You know, you can look up to a grandparent, but they may not be your role model anymore. You know, if you're like in your 40s and your grandparents in like in their 80s or 90s, they may or may not be a role model. We might, might be able to still look up to them and say, hey, I respect that person a lot. They've accomplished a lot. They've lived a full life. So that's a very tough question. I think that that's an individualistic answer, but I think that's how it actually works. You know, I've obviously, as you mature, you'll probably be in less need of role models. I mean, uh, but again, your mileage may vary, but that, the fact that you're asking that question is, that's a great question. That's an outstanding question. I always think, though, that you should have someone you look up to and respect, maybe. Maybe someone from past history that you said, oh, Abe Lincoln, he, he made some wise decisions back then. You know, he did some nice stuff. I don't know. I just like Abe Lincoln. <laughs> he wasn't a bad president. Uh, this is from at John Blue Riggs. John Riggs, least favorite part of moving. But now that you moved, what will you do next time you move to make it easier? 
P.S. Moving sucks, especially when you have kids. Well, I don't have kids. I guess all my games are kids. I love them all equally. Uh, Packing is the worst possible part. Packing. The actual move itself was grueling, though. I mean, I was physically, mentally drained from about three of the four days of packing on top of the actual day. I, I mean, I was not standing around and watching the movers just pick up shit and moving. I was helping. I was doing fireman lines with heavy boxes and, and helping expedite it. We moved like 80% of my stuff in about, oh, how long was that? Six and a half hours, which might seem like that's a lot of time, but not for the amount of shit I have. <laughs> not for the amount of shit I have. And that wasn't everything. That wasn't like... Uh, most of my game closet or my Mike Tyson, my, my Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson's punch out standy lives. Like if you've seen in my, some of my videos, that wasn't even packed. I, I packed that after I moved. I still have to move that all. So that was the worst part. And then of course you get power. At least I get paranoid. Oh, did they, did they steal anything? Did they steal my checkbook. You know, stupid thoughts. I mean, if I can't, if it took me days to find my checkbook, they couldn't find it as easily as I could find it. So, so just simple, dumb things. You're wondering if you've missed anything or just that's bad. The other bad part is going and trying to find stuff that you need after the fact, like cleaning supplies. So even if you pack them, then you got to find them. So what I did was actually the best part of my Christmas this year. Sad to say. Christmas Eve, I go with my girlfriend to the freaking dollar store where it's still everything a dollar. Not, not one of these value stores or stuff creeps above a dollar. Oh, hell no. Not here. And we bought every like scrubber for pots and pans and for every cleanser, Windex substitutes and, and countertop cleaners and, and Swiffer uh, mop replacements. You know, the ones you put on it so you can get the floors all nice. Uh, a, a bucket because you need a bucket for some reason. Rubber gloves for cleaning. Scouring pads, I think I said that. Magic eraser, everything, a dollar each. It was like it was like Christmas. You got one of those little mini shopping carts. You went through there. God, I love the dollar store. It's it's like like we bought stuff that I didn't think I needed. Like the the hooks you put on back of doors in your bathroom and put a towel on if you need one. Uh, soaps for the bathroom, like pump soap for a dollar for big ones. Antibacterial. Everything, little the little like mini tissue boxes. I got one with Spider-Man on it, just you know, just for the living room. So we just load up. I think I bought it was. It came down to seventy-five dollars plus tax. So I bought seventy-five different things. Seventy-five different things. I bought. So, so that's the that's my least favorite part of moving is the packing. So I'm still doing now. And then next time, what I'll do to make it easier, I'm gonna get rid of like half my collection. Spoilers. I'll talk about it on the CU podcast as well. I have way too much shit. And I said that before I, I packed that I would probably come to that conclusion. I came to that conclusion pretty damn quick. That, that I can get rid of half of my collection and still have a huge collection. So I think I'm going to put my collection towards something in the future. At least a chunk of it. That necessarily, doesn't necessarily mean it all goes back on the market. Maybe I give some of it away. Maybe I put some towards opening a store, a game store. Who knows? I have enough to do it. You know, well, we'll see. That's that's part of my 2018 plan. There's there's a lot going on in 2018. 2018 is going to be a strange year for me because I think it can go in, a, in one of a few different directions, which is both scary and exciting. Uh, between net, this is from at Picard underscore M underscore Maker. Between net neutrality and the Trump tax scam, 
do you think it will be harder for people to make YouTube their full-time career? Do you have a backup plan in case things don't work out? All right. Uh, not sure about the Trump tax plan, how that's going to work for me and my tax bracket. I, I don't know yet. Depends upon if they take, if they, if they take away deductions I already take, I'm screwed. I talked about that before. If they take away certain business deductions that I take, like home office, I'm fucked. Because I work from home. I have a lot of expenses when it comes to this. Uh, I'd be screwed. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Net neutrality, I don't know how that would affect YouTube. I think that would more affect not content creators but end users. Because if the ISPs and and cable companies throttle YouTube and blackmail them saying you got to pay out for your normal speed... YouTube slash Google slash Alphabet will turn around and then pass it on to the consumer and say, oh, yeah, guess what? Now you got to pay five bucks a month to watch YouTube, whether you like it or not. And there wouldn't be an alternative popping up, just to let you know. There wouldn't be. So that's what would happen there. Do I have a backup plan in case things don't work out? Well, fortunately, I don't make I don't make a majority of my income off of YouTube. It's kind of spaced out into various different things, a podcast, a certain NES guidebook, an app that never gets updated. So that's, or well, I never get paid for it either, but that's where it's, whoops, is it public? Um, that's where that plays out. Plus I have other things happening as well. So I always told uh, YouTubers, you have to diversify just in case. Uh Do you have any, this is from at Mark, uh, at Snow underscore one. Do you have any Christmas traditions you hated as a kid? My family always visited the day of Christmas and young me slowly died inside thinking of all the time I could be used to playing my new games. We used to go for Christmas dinner to my great aunt's house. I didn't dislike it because it was a chance to have some nice lasagna and some different food because on Christmas Eve, we did not have the traditional, you know, I guess you want to call it lower class Italian food like the meatballs and sauce and lasagna and stuffed shells that I grew up grew up with we would just have we would have the traditional fish feast of the seven fish meal which was great but it was something different um but no I, I actually didn't have any traditions I hated I, I I really didn't I actually enjoyed seeing my cousins and family I didn't mind getting away from me playing well I didn't get Zelda 2 for Christmas I didn't ride that Christmas I didn't ride till freaking April of 89 so where am I going with this I don't know but uh, no, no, there wasn't really anything bad there. Um, top three childhood gaming Christmas gifts. This is from at was made in the eighties. Top three, definitely the NES in eighty seven. That was a, a top one for sure. Wow, gaming! I I did a lot of get a lot of gaming stuff for Christmas. My Super Nintendo I purchased myself, as I explained on a Pat the NES Punk video, where actually it was semi autobiographical. I sold off like my Raston, same match system game. I sold off some of the toys I got that Christmas, like my Robin Hood figures I got that Christmas. I think I sold them off in order to buy that Super Nintendo. Uh, I guess I can count the Super Nintendo. And then now we're running out, out of steam already because I didn't get a lot of gaming consoles for Christmas. I really literally got the NES and Super Nintendo. Those were the only gaming consoles I got for Christmas. So like, like I just previously said, Zelda 2 I technically received for Christmas. It was ordered from the Sears catalog. In December of 88. But it didn't arrive till April 89. Remember 88 was the year of the chip shortage. So I think technically Zelda 2. Was supposed to come out. 
you know, by 88 sometime. And then they kept pushing it back. And some got out November and December of, of 88. But no one really had it then. But they were advertising that shit to come out in freaking late 87, I thought originally. Uh, man, yeah, those were in Fun Club issues. Uh, let's scroll down here. Screw Christmas. What's your craziest New Year's celebration story? Uh, I'm not a fan of New Year's celebrating. They're usually bad. I'm usually asked to be a, you know, like my like one time my cousin went out with a girl and her friend needed a date and we both went out together. Uh, you know, so we had a couple's thing, but me and the girl were not interested in each other. And we both knew immediately. We we're just like, okay, whatever. We're just hanging out. Uh, and then I couldn't, I couldn't, we went to a club. One of those things you pay like 80 bucks a night and it's like open bar in theory. If you, if you can fucking get to the bar and shitty food you eat. And, um, yeah, I couldn't hear for three days after that. That was my last time where I was like, okay, I'm done with the clubs. I'm old. I think I had permanent hearing loss after that. Uh, anything crazy though? No, no. My new years suck usually, or they're very quiet. And that started probably from the age of 27 on. <laughs> 28 on. Uh, favorite Christmas shopping memory in Jersey in the mall craziness. Miss it, love it, hate it. Don't miss it. I don't miss shopping in the mall. Uh, this year, probably the past six, seven years, all my shopping has been done online for the most part. Don't miss getting to the, to the mall too much. I would like going to the mall just to like window shop. And maybe buy like, okay, buy like chocolates for like Secret Santa or Pollyanna if they call it to to be politically correct at work, you know, uh, buy someone gummy bears at the, at the candy shop. That's about it. Uh, past Christmas memories on the East coast. Well, all those meals and my grandfather and my grandmother yelling at each other, you know, while we're my grandfather trying to ask me for incognito for, to refill his glass of wine. My grandmother saying, stop it. My father telling me, no, I'm like, oh, my grandfather was like fucking 90. Let, let him have a glass of wine. You know, what is going to do? Take away an hour of his life at this point? He's 90. <laughs> My grandfather liked to drink. Um, da, 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 da. Who's on this episode? No one. Just Pat. Just boring old Pat's on this episode. What was your favorite Christmas gift? Did you ever try to sneak a peek at your Christmas items while they were under the tree? This is at Konacha37. Uh, Paul, yeah, uh, I think there was one year in particular, I want to say it was 89 or 90, where I got up early to look and I couldn't wait. And everything was wrapped, gold wrapping paper. And I remember seeing specifically the outline, I could feel it, for a Tiger LCD handheld. They were in the plastic blister pack. And for some reason that year, we couldn't afford having a Game Boy and buying Game Boy games. But boy, I can get a few cheap LCD Tiger games because they were like 10, 15 bucks each. So I remember seeing that under the tree. I think it ended up being their Ninja Gaiden or Double Dragon. I got, I think I, I got two the same day. And that was a great memory. I, that's one of the only memories when I remember getting up early as a kid, like at 4.30 in the morning and, and seeing what was there and being excited. As I got older and older, it was hard for me to get up. I didn't care. I was like, well, let me sleep. Just let me sleep. When I would come back from college, it was funny. I would sleep later than anyone else. Or if I slept over, say, in my mid-20s, mid to late-20s after I'd moved out, I would stay overnight. And then in my haunted bedroom, which I never got over. And then everyone would be up 8.30 having coffee, and I'd be like, let me sleep. I didn't care by that point because by my late-20s, what would I, what would my parents or sister have gotten me that I couldn't have bought for myself? I had a nice-paying job. I lived by myself by then. I had a car. 
not a great car, but I had a car. So the appeal of Christmas sort of dissipated, and now I, I like it better because now I give more than I receive. It's sort of flipped. So I actually enjoy giving more than receiving at this point. Which I guess is what it's all about. It's all about the giving. Not to build a Hallmark moment into this not-so-common podcast. All right. 2018 hopes. My hopes are for the world that we communicate with each other and not be as polarized. And we can try to come together and not and watch out for all the fake Twitter bots and, and people that profit off, off of these, what I deem, largely fake culture wars that happen. Fringes on both sides. I like to think there's a huge cultural gap between most of us, which is not true at all. I mean, people have differences, but most of us have the same uh, dreams and, and aspirations. We want the best for our family and friends. And even if we have political differences, we can at least sit down and break bread together and talk about things we love and you know get along. And I think we have to go back to get back to remembering that and get away from the d- divisiveness that politicians and those profiting off of that certain people you see on Twitter timelines, you know, pushing what makes them money is po- pushing this culture war and, you know, there's going to be blood in the streets. No, there isn't going to be. But people like to push that narrative because they make money off it. Always watch out for those that have the most to gain off of pushing a fucking culture war because those are the most dangerous ones of all. From Chris Roberts, Roberts' best, most memorable toy you received for Christmas as a child. All, not the NES. I'll just go back to, I think that was 88. Um, I received Lego sets, castle sets that I fucking loved. Like, I, I wish I never sold them because they were great. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes, it is. <laughs> All right. I think we're almost done with this. Uh, this is from at Die Atlas 79 I just got finished moving myself and glad it's over what was the hardest part for you for me it was more of the unpacking process as it was very time consuming I want, but one bright note now I'm in a neighborhood that has a complimentary monthly residence magazine hashtag moving on up I've definitely moved on up uh, for sure from my past, not that my past neighborhood was bad this is definitely a better living situation unpacking is going to be a trip for me though it will be looking at my games holy crap that's going to suck I have to buy more shelves for it, and I have to space out the gaming room here to see how it's going to work. Uh, this is from at Oak Neal. I want to hear you ramble about stuff you really utterly despise. I want to hear you angry, furious, and absolutely mad. I want pat hatred. Why would you want me to raise my blood pressure for? I, I no, I don't want. To, I mean, I don't have. I don't. Have the, uh, tr- trust me. After the past week and a half, uh, I, I I don't have the energy to be absolutely mad, all caps, and hatred, all caps. I don't. I don't. When I see a YouTuber take a shot at me, I just pity them. It's hard for me to be filled with utter hatred. I'm more disappointed and annoyed, if anything. But it's hard for me to be absolutely mad, you know, because people, nothing people do surprise me anymore. Their hypocrisy and their cowardice and their, and their weakness doesn't surprise me. So I, you can only be mad, I think, at this point when it comes to certain things in your life, if it's a shock to you that it could happen. Otherwise, why are you mad if you expected that to happen? You know, why, why am I mad that moving uh, was a pain in the ass and still going on? I can't be mad at that. It's exhausting. I feel like I got hit by a truck. I feel like I'm 85 years old. But I can't be mad at that. It is what it is. But I, but I should be happy that I, I am in the position that I put myself that I could move out of the house. You know, excuse me, move into a house, not out of a house, out of a condo into a house. 
And my games are mostly intact, I hope. <laughs> I, I haven't opened up all the games yet to see that they're all mostly intact. But uh, yeah, I, I'm happy about that, though, I guess. I'm overall happy about my life situation right now. I had, I had a good year. It was rough. The last few months were, were definitely not fun. Going to eight or nine conventions, uh, finding a, a house, going through the negotiation process, going through the awful closing of it, uh, hit or miss, trying to scrounge up the money for the down payment and the closing costs, packing, moving out, getting into a bad argument with my girlfriend here and there. Definitely was not easy putting on the charity marathon, but, but while still having all my, my content coming out. No, it was it was not fun. Uh, but, you know, I chose it. This is the business we chose to be in. Going back to Godfather 2. Love that quote. But again, thanks so much for supporting me this year. And I'll, I'll have more announcements about the, you know, the channel and what else I'll be doing in 2018. And uh, that's it for this edition of Not So Common Podcast. Uh, please subscribe on YouTube or on Podbean or your podcasting platform of choice. If you so desire, uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or whatever you use to listen to podcasts. Like the podcast. You can subscribe to it. You can leave a comment to help give it a boost. Let others know on social media how much you enjoy it. And I'll go back to guests in the future once I get settled here. But I like these rambling ones a little bit. They're kind of cathartic. It's like you're, I should be paying you guys as my therapist here. Uh, if you want to advertise on the podcast, it's not so common at thepunkeffect.com. God, I'm tired. Not so common at thepunkeffect.com. And you can advertise on the podcast. There's a decent amount of listeners here. Finally, finally, if you want to help directly support the Not So Common podcast and myself, check out my Patreon, patreon.com. Slash Pat Contry, and I'll be updating those tiers in the future and adding more value there. Like maybe some of my written superintendent reviews will start appearing on there periodically. Whoa, what about that? That can be something. So thanks, guys. We'll see you next time in 2018 with a new Not So Common podcast. This, is, this has been the old Not So Common podcast. That's kind of a weird closure, but here we are. Take care, everyone. Have a happy and safe new year. <laughs>